Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports. This is the Women in League show, episode 11. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. No Alicia tonight, but we do have Stacey and we do have Tasha. Tasha, I'm going to go straight to you because we've just come off the uh, the NRL Grand Final. Um, you know, what an experience. Rugby league community's buzzing, but, you know, typically there is a little bit of a letdown, you know, as we move into the off-season, but here at Mojo Sports, we're, we're, going, to be, we're going to be nice and busy. Yeah, and what a bumper season we have with the women's season uh, next year. And it's October now. We've just come off a cracking NRL uh, grand final. But um, as we'll see, the girls are start going to start training already for next year for their so many commitments. What a big year. They'll start that within the next few weeks for sure. Yeah, so if you're looking for your rugby league fix, Mojo Sports, uh, yeah, check us out. We've got weekly episodes in and around women in league. And, uh, yeah, as Tasha said, 2022 is going to be a bumper season. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our first segment tonight, the huddle. And as always, each week in the huddle, we select a particular team to focus in on. And this week, we have a very special football club uh, from New South Wales. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. The Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won women's state of origin. On a great performance by the Australian Gillaroos. Champion teams do this. They find space, they find time. Loved watching her play and I think she'll take her game to another level. Yeah, and this week we have, well, what a, what a football club we bring. Uh, this week we have the Mounties uh, who compete in the New South Wales Women's Harvey Norman's Premiership and uh, a, a club that, well, they had a remarkable season. We're only two points away from an undefeated season. Uh, and tonight, to make it even more special, we are joined by Captain uh, Samaima Taufa and uh, halfback Tilly Power. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know we've we've been uh, watching you from a distance for a little little while now, and uh, yeah, I, I guess you guys have certainly put uh, I guess all the clubs in New South Wales on notice after what was a very impressive season. All right, guys, well let's jump straight into it because yeah, I I, I guess um, so. I, we were talking a little bit about the preparation that went into the 2021 campaign. Can you take us all the way back to the preseason and you know some of the work that you guys did coming into the season? Um. Yeah, 2020, um, we kicked off our campaign and that was more for the fact because we didn't have a team in um, 2020 due to COVID. So um, we were able to, some players be able to go to other clubs and um, um, play the sport that they do love, which is um, rugby league and experience a new environment that um, probably would have um, taught them a little bit about um, mindfulness and gratefulness for what they do have and the people they have around them at um, at local club level. And it was just a good experience for everyone. I ended up at North Sydney Bears and um, I was grateful to be able to um, meet new people, meet new coaches and um, be able to probably enhance my game or just learn something a little bit of my game that I may need to improve on um, coming into 2021. But, um, you know, Mounties has been, we pride ourselves in in the way we train and the people we bring into the club and um, 
we started our campaign in 2020 in November, and that's with um, bringing in the group of girls into um, a meeting and um, getting to know one another. And then we started kicking off testing week into um, being able to train three nights a week and then um, doing our normal Saturday sessions, which varied in different tough sessions from sand dunes to working with water police patrol to even going down to Wollongong and um, running the beach there. So our training sessions has been pretty hectic. Um, it's it's the way we build our culture within, the, within our club and the way we bring out the best in each and every one of us. Yeah, mine. So I don't know if you remember, but uh, last year, like 2020, I think it was at Redfern Oval, um, I spotted you and I, I said, what, what you've been up to? What have you been doing? And and you suggested that you had just needed uh, time to mentally refresh and focus on the game. So you gave yourself a little bit of a rest here and there. Um, and then I've seen you come into the 2021. I mean, I wish the audience could see you now because you're just jumping out of your skin fit and you did not miss a match. So how important was that preseason plus that little mental refreshing that refresher that you had in 2020? I think for me, for going nonstop for several years, um, I needed that break because I wasn't enjoying the game as much as I used to. Um, and I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And when COVID um COVID allowed me to have a break and it forced me to have a break. Um, so I was content in having, seeing off the year and having the year off footy. Um, but then that wasn't um, what the God, um, what God decided for me. So it ended up being me ending up and playing in um, North Sydney Bears. Um, grateful for the opportunities because it taught me so much about myself and my ability to um, keep going in a way. But um it allowed me to appreciate what um, what I had at Mounties and the people that I was able to play alongside with me um, and the club that allowed me to um, be where I am today. And Tilly, uh, a question I've got for you is, you know, and, and this is something that we've spoken a little bit about to to our previous guests, is about knowing the the quality within the group, you know, whether you're going to be a successful football team at the start of the season. I mean, you never... You never quite know, do you, until you actually hit the field. But Tilly, how are you feeling? You know, obviously you you play a key role uh, in the team in the halves there. But you know, how, how are you feeling in terms of confidence coming into the season? Because you never quite know until, until you actually play footy. But yeah, what what were some of the early signs in in and around the club? Uh, well, I actually missed all of preseason because I was injured, so I decided to stay out in Cobar and work full time um, to earn money while I could. And then I come come back to training I think it was February I started so I missed pretty much all of pre-season and then I was still in rehab so I was just training by myself anyways while the girls were getting flogged on the other field um so I was still pretty unsure what was what the season was going to be like because I hadn't been training with them and I didn't start training with them I think it was still like two weeks before I actually started playing because that's when I got cleared to I was right to go back into contact and all that so yeah, it was right up until pretty much I ran on the field. So yeah, I didn't really Tilly, know what I, was going to happen? I noticed that um, you, you you got your first touch of the ball, your first um, game um, in round seven, and you were playing in the number six at five eight. And um, I've looked at all the stats. I've seen some of the games. You, you made a tremendous impact. But then you switched to in round twelve to the halfback position, 
It's like you and the 5-8 switched. Can you talk us around that move? Uh, I actually don't really even remember that, but, yeah, I'm not too sure why it happened. Um, To me, I don't know, I always think that they're not that much different. Um, I just think they're both ball players, so you just have one job to go out and run the team around. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, let's jump in and have a look at your season because what a season it was. Uh, so we're looking at your final record there. You finished uh, with a 10-1 and one record. Um, we're going to get into that one that, I, that I'm, I know that, you know, obviously there was a lot of lessons that come out of that performance. But again, overall, a remarkable a remarkable, uh, a remarkable season from the group. Uh, in terms of picking out, uh, picking out particular games, it, it is particularly challenging because there were so many impressive performances. But uh, Smile, one of the one of the games that we did want to speak about was the round eight performance against the West Tigers because obviously Tilly had returned from her injury at that point. You know, the the, the team had sort of you know got a couple of victories under their belt and uh, you know was slowly building some confidence. But talk to us a little bit about uh, that game and that performance against the West Tigers. Oh, I, I remember that game fondly, only purely for the fact that we knew it was going to be a bash-up. Um, we knew that their forward pack, and we pride ourselves in our defence, and we've always been we've always been like that. Like, we train, like, we pretty much bash each other up at training, and that's how hard we train. And um, we pride ourselves in our defence, and we knew West Tigers physically was a team that will be tough around and led um, and led around by a great captain of um, Bo. So we knew leading into that game that we had to be physical um, and we couldn't back down from um, from that game. And we knew it was Tilly's one of one of and it was in the back of our mind that it was one of Tilly's first game back um, from her injury being a being a real physical game and. Um, we pride ourselves in defending our halfbacks and protecting them. So um, we, that's what we went out to do. We went out to make sure that we weren't we weren't sort of chasing the um, the game. We weren't chasing scoreboards, or we weren't um, at let, taking a back foot step. And and that's what we wanted to do in that game. And um, if that game meant so much because. We knew how much Chile worked hard. We she, she spoke about um, having to do all the training by herself, and you know she drives two and a half, three hours to get to training. So that that in itself is a mass, massive accomplishment. And I don't know too many girls that will to make the amount of commitments that Tilly does. And you know we played against West Tigers, and we just wanted to be really physical because we were get, like we were we pride ourselves in that. And there's several weeks leading into that. West Tigers game, we were conceding points and we weren't happy with that. We weren't happy with not being able to have a decent first half and a decent second half. We were always go hard out in the first half and then die off in the second. And we wanted a complete performance as a group. Um, and that game showed um, a, a complete performance from our playing group, not only physically, but our ability to play with the footy in hand and um, to see Tilly... Um, Lead lead the team. Her nickname is Mouse for a reason, and she doesn't speak much, but she'll she'll lead the team around in that footy field, and um and she did that very well for us, and and it earned her her stripes to make her day uh, to be picked for country um that very same game, and she found out in the sheds as well as um being able to be named our our player of the match, and that was voted by her players, so um. That that game was was um, why I remember it for being a complete performance, but the comeback story for Tilly. 
Yeah, for sure. And like, and it, that's the stats where that game show is like, they tell the story that you're, you know, you're saying, you know, you had you know, 94% of effective tackles and you're, as a team, you only missed seven tackles the entire game. Like, that's just impressive. So hats off to you guys. Like, that defensive effort, like, and to be matched equally by 54 points on, you know, on offensive drives is just like, that's, that's excellent footy. Love to see it. And Tilly, how does it, how does it sort of, sort of feel to, you know, know that, you know, you've, you've got your teammates support, you know what I mean? Like, obviously um, it's a remarkable journey that you've been on. You've gone through so much adversity, so many challenges to play this sport that we all love, but it must feel, must feel, you know, pretty special to know that your teammates have got you back out there. Yeah, it is. I um, didn't actually want to play footy at the end of last year. But then when I went to training and stuff like that, I, that I was doing my own stuff with one of the trainers running by myself, but the girls were still getting flogged, but they were still, cheering me on and telling me to push and stuff so it's happened throughout the whole year and it's been great yeah well we're very glad that um you you had that support from your team and that you were able to get back on the park and uh yeah because you're, you're a remarkable football player and uh, we very much look look forward to watching you play into the future all right guys well let's move through now because as we know this competition um you know didn't have a final series which you know, we, we, we'll talk a little bit about because I, th- I think that just builds a little bit of uh, anticipation going into next season because I feel like there's a lot of unfinished business within this competition. But let's fast forward now through to round 13 where you guys did suffer your only loss of, of the season and that was against the Central Coast Roosters, a two-point loss, 22-20. to 20. Um, You two teams went toe-to-toe all year. There wasn't anything separating you. Tilly, we'll talk about the unfortunate injury that happened during that game. But Samaya, let's let's dig into this football game because this is like a clash of the titans. This is the big one, um, and you know, was a really good test of, I guess, to your points earlier, the, the character and the culture within your football team. Yeah, um, that that game, that game for us. You know, um, we we may have lost on the scoreboard, but we took away so many learnings and. You know, we spoke about it as a playing group. We lost that game ourselves. Um, but then, you know, we, we look at it like and we we see it. We, we face that obstacle as a, as, as a whole playing group. You know, our, our group is really young. They've never, I don't think, there would probably be a handful of that playing group that has played against Newcastle Knights or that Central Coast um, team. And we've got girls in there that are, are babies, like, they're, they're 19, 20, 21, and, and they're coming up against their idols of Isabel Kelly. You, you've got your ha- likes of Hannah Southwell, Caitlin Johnson, Yasmin Meeks, and and the list goes on. And um, for them to have the ability to stand up and um, and, and run the ship and steer the ship around um, for us on, on that footy field, like even though the result didn't go our way, the girls learned so much about what they need to be doing as football players to overcome that. And, you know, that was a round game that sort of didn't define the whole season. It, it wasn't a grand final. It was the last round of the match. And it was a it was the best it was the best way where we were able to showcase the depth that we were able to have with Tilly be unfortunately um injured and having two Sinbinings in the in the second half. Um it just showed that our willingness to work hard for one another, but our ability to still continue to grow as a group and as individuals and um, learn from, from, from that loss. And we, we know we could be better. And um, I know at the end of the day that the players were hurt, but we were so proud on our ability to keep 
chipping away and, and keep working for one another. Yeah, Mimes, look, great summary of what went down. I was actually at that game and, like you said, it had everything. It had the star-studded Central Coast Roosters. It was such a tight match. It had... um, Two of your girls sin-binned at different occasions. One of the Central Coast um, Roosters sin-binned. Both teams just packed together. A a try was not um, scored during those sin-binning times, if I I can recall. Um, You've got such a young team. You lost your great halfback at halftime. And I said to anybody else who who was around me, I said, that is the a grand final match and I can't wait for these two teams to come back and meet in the grand final and Mimes you might be a bit biased but I think you may have well taken it away from them in the grand final had you got there what are your thoughts oh you know it's a tough one is whoever turns up on the day and I know with grand finals it's who shows up you know the hype and and all of that can go behind you and um, and all the training, training that you put in throughout the whole entire year, it doesn't mean anything unless you turn up on a day. So, you know, we know for a fact as a playing group, we, we, we know individually and, um, and as a team that we have the ability to win a grand final. But it comes down to who turns up on the day and who wants it more because, you know, game play game plans go out the door when you cross those lines and it's your ability to come together as a playing group to to create magic on the field and you know we've got some new likes of your you've got Tilly there that who will be able to return back for that game if the grand final was to go ahead you've got your likes of Seriana who's you know we call it the flying Fijians because you know they can create something out of nothing and that's our ability of the with the youth that we have in our group is their ability to still have structure but they don't lose sight on their ability to be footy plays and play what's in front. And, um, you know, we've got the cool, calm and collect Tilly who's able to sort of steer, steer the ship um, back to us and um, keep us composed and calm. Um, and you've got myself in the middle who's able to make sure that us middles do the job. And, you know, we, we allow that freedom for our, for our players to play what they want and the style of footy that they can create. It. Um, there's no limit to their, um, to their ability, um, and that's what's so good about our group is, you know, they can showcase that talent and we can complement one another by um, making sure that we do the right thing by the team. And um, we've always said it every year, our team is not a team of individuals. We're not um, – we're not – we're, we saw, we we can't go forward without um, pulling the person next to us with us. So um, we're, we're, we're not a team where we sort of rely on one person more than the other. We're, we're a collective group, and that's why you have a squad of 1 to 25. Um, and we challenge ourselves to be better, um, better each week because we know there's a person sitting on the bench or there's a person that's missing out that can easily replace us. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I, I think one of the learnings for us is – you know, th- this is a prime time football team. I'm thinking for any listeners out there, I mean, we are all just so anxious, so excited about getting out and watching live football games. But I just, you know, if 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 you do one thing next year in season 2022, it's get out and watch a Mounties game because, uh, again, th- this is a prime time football team. The the way in which they play, it's uh, it's pretty pretty special to watch. And, and Tilly, just just on that, you know, I, I guess a difficult season for yourself, obviously with the injury, start of the injury at the back end, but. You know, I guess you know we're we're about to do our predictions. You know, moving into next year, but but how are you feeling 
um, about next season. Obviously, you guys didn't get to finish the season on your own terms, and there's just so much potential within this team. Is it something you're excited about going into next year? Yeah, definitely. Just as long as I don't get any more injuries. No, I think I <laughs> if think... I get through. If I get through pre-season with no injuries, I'll be pretty happy and pretty excited for the season ahead. Tilly, you've had your fair share, my friend. So we're all touching wood that, uh, you know, that, that's it. You've had your fair share of injuries now. Now it's about sitting back and, uh, yeah, just going out there and playing football. And uh, we get the fortunate job of, uh, of watching you guys play. All right, guys, well, let's just do a quick round the grounds on predictions for season 2022. And I think we're going to be pretty unanimous as to where this football team is headed. Um, Tasha, I'm going to throw my little prediction in and I'm going to hand to you. This this team plays in a grand final next next year in my in my opinion, um, and, and and a lot of it's got to do with what Smyma was talking about before is that this isn't a one trick pony football team. This isn't a team that you know focuses in on one player. They can beat you a whole bunch of different ways, and and that's something that that is quite interesting. And the other thing too is that. You know, these have been disrupted football seasons as well in, in around COVID. Things have been a little bit difficult. So if we can ever get to a point where, you know, next season we get a somewhat normal football uh, calendar, I'm, I mean, that, that that only plays in the Mounties' advantage. Yeah, for sure, Dan. And um, just like Mimes was saying, they are a very young team. And so if anything, what they take away from um, the 2021 season, they will all grow and they'll grow further because they're so much younger and they've had this experience against these, you know, marquee players. So for the 2021, I'm sorry, Tilly and Mimes, I've got you finishing on the ladder second, but I'm going to predict you pip them in the grand final and you take the premiership. Well, I, I think uh, I think the guys might sort of take that one. Stacey, what about yourself? Is this team competing for a premiership next year? Definitely, definitely. And I really want to see this grand final. I mean, if you're looking, if you're looking at stats, you know, you, the Mounties had better points for and against versus the Roosters. So, you know, it was going to be a big one, you know, um, total blockbuster. But yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually in Bataj on this one. Like I see you guys coming in second, but it's that extra, it's that extra, what you were talking about, Mimes, it's that extra feeling of doing it for each other. That's really going to get you guys over the line and, and take it out. So I'm excited to see it. I want to see it. Do it right now. Yeah, well, uh, let's ke- let's keep an eye out on it, and uh, while, while it does feel a little little while away, it uh, it'll come around pretty quickly, I'm sure. All right, guys. Well, let's go through this roster now. The the one that we've been talking about, all of this talent, Tilly. I'm going to start with you. Just wanted to throw it to you in terms of the outside backs, because you know nothing excites a football fa- fan more than scoring tries, speed, pace, aggression. There's plenty of there's plenty of that within this football team. But can you tell us a little bit about some of your outside backs in the football team? Um, well, Taynard, uh, fullback, she's just a freak. She's pretty underrated. Um, she's just always there. Like, you look like she, you think she's right behind you, and Sarah might call her on the other side and she'll be there straight away. She's just a machine. Um, the wingers swapped around. Like, I had um, Leanne and then I think it's Mariva, and some, well, I think one or two games, Chantel. They always swapped sides. So it's good to play both of them. And then having Fui um, at the back end of the season, playing centre on my side was just great because I've played with her since I've been 15. So we just know how each other play and it's just amazing having her right there, especially being a halfback as well. Like She's not just a centre, so it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Can we, can, we just, can we just mention that you guys have four players in the top 10 try scorers across the comp? 
Like I was looking at the list and I'm like, Mounties, 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 Mounties. Like, and then there was another like three just after that. Like how, how, how are you guys so explosive on offense? Oh, training and a lot of yelling, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, it comes into practice, and I think um, our, our outside backs have been hammered for um, in in a good way in the in their ability to execute um, and backing themselves in their ability to um, finish it off as as our halfbacks do the steering around the ship and putting them through the holes that they need to be. They've got one job, and it's to make sure that they execute that try. So Mama, let's have a look now at uh, your halves because I get a little bit of a feeling that Tilly will undersell herself here. Even though she only played a couple of games, still a lot of talent there along with some other players there. But yeah, take us into into the halves and tell us a little bit about that playing group because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of skill within this football team, but it's really important that they're guided around the football field. What's really exciting about our halves is they truly complement each other. And I know Tilly, for a fact, will underplay herself and her ability to play footy. And um, I was at the club when Tilly was first started at our club and you couldn't get a word out of her. I'm, I'm even surprised to this day she's doing this podcast. So um, for Tills, um, I still remember just I kept on hammering her. I go, Tilly, what do you want? Like, tell me, I'll actually relay the message for you. Like, come on, say something. And um, to see her evolve over the years to be the, um, to be as confident as she is because, like, I used to get frustrated because I believed in her more than I felt like she believed in herself. And I kept on hammering it to her that, you know, I have every faith in the world. Even if I have to get a hospital ball for me, I still will have every faith in you. So um, Tilly is the most freakish player I've come across and her ability to play what's in front, front and be calm. I've always told people she reminds me a bit of, of Ali Brigginshaw in a way and the way she plays footy and um, the way she leads the group around and her ability to kick both left-footed and right-footed, like, I can't even pass my right to left or left to right properly like she can with her feet. So that speaks volumes in itself. And um, and we've got our flying Fiji, and as we spoke about Sediana, her ability to to create something out of nothing. Like, and we saw that in a little clip with the North Sydney Bears game where you know she faked to kick and she's freaking stepping left, right, center, thumbing and going herself. Her ability to back herself is incredible and um and like similar to tills you know you put a little bit of faith in her um and you you back her to to the mountains and she'll never let you down and um we've also been fortunate enough to have the depth of having um talia uh, talia fuimano as well as in the halves and her deceivingness and pace her ability to jump to uh, to over another hole and change your speed as well is is pretty um, freakish um, and her ability to her, her defensive ability is incredible. It's you know she's for a small body she puts her body in front and she isn't afraid of contact. So um, our halves has been incredible for us and um, I just can't wait and especially on how young they all are to see them evolve over the years and no doubt. I'll probably see one of them in a, in a Booze jersey or a Jillary's jersey 
in the year, in the years to come. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's something that we're sort of looking at as we go through the team is just how young this group is. It just, uh, I mean, the potential here and what that means for this competition, it's uh, pretty exciting uh, for the club. All right, Tilly, and, and let's move through now to, uh, I, I guess, another really important group, and that's the, the dummy half hooker, hooker position. I mean, you talk about one of, one of the most difficult uh, positions on a football field. You know, you, you're in there in the middle. You're making all your tackles. You're trying to be creative. You're trying to manage the, the uh, I guess, the game. You're trying to give good service from dummy half. It's, it's a difficult position, but fortunately, you know, you guys have got a fair bit of talent there at the Mounties. Yeah, we do. Keely, she's just a freak in both um, attack and defence. Like, for her size, she's just amazing. When she will scoot and run herself, you think, like, she's not going to run that hard, but she always ends up breaking through. Um, and Michaela, she's, I think, she, how long, I think she's been with us for two or three years now. And when she first started, she was very shy and, like, had no confidence. But now she's just, like, she's picked up a game a lot, especially after last season being a broken season um yeah they're both amazing to play with i love it yeah no definitely definitely a talented group all right tash before we uh before we jump into and and, and get the uh get samima's uh opinion on this particular group i'm going to go to you you know it, it's it's so important to have you know your halves your playmakers you know a, a lot of uh and I, I guess a lot of athleticism in the outside backs as well to be able to score points but I guess one of the common themes as we go through this competition is the importance of a forward pack. Um, you know, Stacey spoke a little bit earlier about, you know, what's the what's the key to scoring all these points? And, you know, the, the, the defense of, of a lot of these forwards, the momentum that they're building in the middle of the forward pack. So, yeah, I, I guess this Mounties team, this forward pack, it's pretty formidable. It is. It's quite an outstanding one, especially when you look at it there on paper. Um, Eliana Walton, I think she is one of the most capped New South Wales um, representative players. She's not playing for New South Wales currently, but I think she's represented the most time in the blue. Um, You've got, obviously, Mimes, who's one of the most experienced and powerful forwards there. But what was important is that what Mimes said earlier is that none of them go forward alone. Like they drag either side up together. And when you've got your forwards that powerful, that committed to the people on their left and their right and they're moving forward, that's when the talent, you know, like the halves in Tilly can really play off the front foot. So, yeah, forward pack is so very, very important. And so I'm going to give you the last word on this football team and especially in and around your group there in the forwards, I guess, you know, we've got a lot of younger listeners who listen to the podcast, a lot of aspiring football players and, and a lot of players that, that, that do see themselves playing in the middle into the future. I guess with all your experience, your knowledge and a lot of the things you teach your group, what makes a good uh, forward uh, in rugby league, in your opinion? Oh, it's, and I, I speak to my playing group in, in regards to this. It's I wouldn't be willing to ask... Um, one-on-one teammates to do something that I wasn't willing to do myself. So if I ask them to carry hard, they know for sure I will carry hard as well. And if I ask them to push and support, they know I'll push and support as well. Um, and it's just, you know, we we look at it, we, we, we're the engine room and we, we, we say that, you know, we can't get any go forward. We can't create the space for our outside backs without us laying the platform. And we, cont- and we need to do that in order to make sure that that well-oiled machine is running. Um, and and we work hard and, you know, we constantly remind ourselves on, you know, 
we did all the hard yards at training. We did all the hard yards during preseason. When we get out on the footy field, it's we're just enjoying playing footy with our mates and um, and making memory memories and you know helping each other achieving their goals that they want to do with with their footy. You know, we 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 say each and every week we when one makes it, we all make it. And I, and a quick one that popped to our head was we had several of our girls playing at All Stars um, and making making their debuts this year. And you know, we had a I think we just finished a trial match and we all went to the pub and and sort of cheered on and celebrated her um her selection and that was Talia Fumana and I think we had several girls um playing but we celebrated her first tackle her first pass her first kick we we celebrated it as a group you know um and as as back to your question is with regards to the Ford pack is we we know our job we pride ourselves in our work um, we did all the hard yards and at, at training and all we're doing at the moment is just going out there and playing for each other and um, making sure that, you know, we're not willing, we're not going to ask someone stuff that we're not willing to do ourselves. So when we go out there, it's, it's not that we don't want to share the load. We're so keen for the footy that sometimes we get in the way of each other. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you mean. Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, we've got an interesting question for the group, and that is, who is the best dummy half hooker in the game? Um, Tasha, I'm going to go to you first, but I'm, I'm going to throw mine in to start with, and that's young Quincy Dodd, who plays, well, she plays for for quite a few different clubs at the moment, but uh, for me, watching Quincy play throughout the season, there's just the level of creativity, and whilst I do love the defensive side of the game, I, I, I do love dummy halves are able to create opportunities and uh, and, and definitely uh, prov- yeah, provide those opportunities to, to her football team. So for me, it's uh, it's Quincy. But, um, yeah, who's your choice for this one? Who is the uh, who's, who's one of the, the best hookers in the game at the moment? Yeah, look, Dan, what a great place for the women's game to be at. When you look at all the number nines and you look at the depth of talent, um, the but there's so many that I could say. Um, I'm going to hold back on on one of my faves because I think um, Tilly and Mimes might um, select that same player. I have to mention Destiny Brill, and I think all these number nines are going to be shaking in their boots over the next few years as Destiny really finds a, finds a feet. But um, for me, I'm going back on a very well-celebrated 2018 Dallium Award winner in Brittany Braley-Natai. Um, I watched her play in the semi-final with Burley Bears and the star started Burley Bears. They were not going to go through to the grand final if Brittany Braley didn't score two of her absolute best from dummy half under the post. So she's calm. She knows when to pick a time and uh, she really carried that team through to the final. So, Brito for me. Yeah, no, that's a good choice. And like you said, you know, when when you're in a team full of stars and you stand out, that says a lot about a lot about you as a player. Uh, Stace, your selection here. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've gone with Nina Maynard from North Sydney Bears. You know, she's a ex Wallaroo, ex Aussie Sevens. Played for Mary All Stars. Played for Sydney Roosters in the NRLW. Like, you know, when you were talking that you like a you know you like a dummy half that can make opportunities. She's definitely one of them. You know, she's fast. She's creative. 
She gives excellent service out of dummy half. Um, she's so evasive and, you know, she's such an amazing decision maker. And when she decides to scoot, she just scoots. So Ned is my pick. Tilly, going to give you the first go on this one, and that is, yeah, who, who do you think is one of the better hookers in the game? We're all smirking because we think we know where you're <laughs> going to go with this, but, uh, yeah, t- tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I'd go Keely Davis. Um, she's just – I absolutely love playing with her. Just the way she runs the ball out of dummy half, and she also helps me out on the field as well by talking to me and giving me little tips, and she's always looking up, um, playing what's in front, and I'm usually always there waiting for her. Um, and in uh, defence, she's just so strong and shocks me every time when one of the forwards run it and she just smacks them as well. So definitely Keely. So Mima, I guess to Tilly's point, it, it's it's one of those positions where you watch it on television and you don't really you don't really think about all of the different jobs and the responsibilities of of, of the the hooking position. But yeah, I, my earlier point uh, is that you know it's definitely one of the one of the most difficult on a rugby league field. But uh, again, you were smiling and nodding all the way through that because I think you have a similar player in mind. But uh, yeah, tell us a little bit more about Keely and, and why she's your choice. Oh, I can't go past Keely, and it's not, I'm not being biased because she plays for us at Mounties, but, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to play at all levels, all kills, um, at New South Wales and Jillaroos, and just her ability to, I've never sort of played with, like, I, I wouldn't say never, but, like, I haven't seen someone that's been able to count numbers really quick and make the and make really decisive decisions on the go. Um, and just her ability to know what kind of ball her forwards want, whether it's her jumping out from dummy half and giving it to them or straight off the ground. Um, and just recently, she's been working really hard in her ability to to kick from dummy half. Um, and that shows the depth and her willingness to evolve as a player. And um, and she's been putting that into practice um, at, at Clubland. Um and like Tilly said, for such a small girl, her natural instinct to be fearless on that field and put her body in front and and uh, and literally create let everyone know that I'm not just a little body that can be run over, but I'm here to hold my own and I'm not scared of anyone. So um, can't go past Keely, her ability to read the game help out her halves by kicking when she needs to, you know, putting through the middles through a, for a slight hole. Um, I can't go past her ability to play as a dummy half. All right, guys. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. But just wanted to say a big thank you to Tilly Power and Samaima Taufa for coming on and uh, I guess celebrating your football club in the Mounties and, uh, you know, reflecting on what was a remarkable 2021 campaign. But, as we spoke about, unfinished business there, and I think we're all looking forward to next season, but really appreciate you guys coming on and, and promoting the game because, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of excited fans who are going to be yeah very keen to watch you guys play next year. Thanks, no worries for having us. Oh, excellent, and we look forward to having you back on the podcast very, very soon. And as always, thank you to my amazing panel. Always bring the heat as we talk all things women in league. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. If you did, please download the podcast. We really do appreciate your support. And find us on social media. We're available on all platforms. And until next week, we'll see you then.